The machine is ever turning, ever hungry. How do you avoid being eaten? How do you avoid drifting into becoming another cog? Can you escape the machine? Should you try or is it impossible? Pondering these questions and more, I dimension the machine. Oh, we're back at the Mention Machine podcast here, um, ladies and gentlemen and others. Somehow we apparently missed all of September, and I'm going to blame Joe. Well, and well, Joe's going to blame somebody else, and that's the way am, the game goes. I am to blame for one, but then the construction workers are blamed for the other. That's true, so Joe blamed them and them, and then Joe was without a car. And So let's catch everybody up. Yeah. The last episode we had, I was two weeks without a car. I called the, the people and they said, oh yeah, we're going to fix your car. It's only $7,500 worth of damage. Now, to my knowledge, a car is worth four dollars to $8,000. So I'm like, are you sure? Because it sounds like you guys should just scrap the car. Oh, no, 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 no. We're going to fix it. It's nowhere near being scrapped. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I order parts. I wait two weeks because it was 86 hours worth of work to be done. I call two weeks later. Oh, we're still waiting on a rim. I'm like, okay. We're doing everything else we can. I'm like, okay. Call a week later. Yeah, we need a rim. Okay. Another week later, well, we need an upper control arm. We need this, this, and this. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and the next day, the insurance company, yeah, we're strapping your car. I'm like, what are you talking about? Well, it's $9,400, and the car's only worth 8300 I'm like, then why'd you put 7500 into it? Yeah. <laughs> and then I became, she goes, I understand how you feel. I'm like, do you really? I've been four weeks without a fucking car, yeah. and you're telling me that you guys understand. You don't understand. Why did you scrap the first? Well, we'll under the throttle. What's the throttle? Oh, we can't tell you that. Why can't you tell me that? Mm. So then it became, so why did you order parts and not get the parts? Right. And right. then it was like, when I order parts, the price is the price until it gets there. So if you order the parts, the price shouldn't have changed. But the price changed after you order the parts. I think you had a bad combination of a terrible mechanic and a terrible insurance company. Well, I'll say it's been pretty good for me. Hmm. But I believe the garage is trying to nickel and dime to make money. Of course they are. Which leads me back to my entire issue for the past month and a half. I am sick of society being worthless pieces of shit. Mm. I'm sick of people not putting their heart and soul into what they do. I'm sick and tired of people just half-assing shit. I have multiple Amazon orders that did not show up the day they're supposed to order because they mysteriously stopped shipping after they were four, doors, four stops away and they don't <laughs> get delivered. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Like, I'm sorry, but like, I'm damaged. I gotta get stuff done because that's what I do. Other people don't care. They just don't fucking care. Nope. Sounds like you need to plan for the uh, plan for other people's failures. I shouldn't have to plan for other people's failure. They should suffer for their failures. What happened to Harry Carey? What happened to Oh shit! I fucked up. I can commit suicide now because I fucked up. I don't know. I, I don't think that's allowed anymore. Well, <laughs> mental health. <laughs> Fuck mental health. I want my shit. To, if you guarantee it to be in the fifth, it should be in the fifth, not the sixth. Well, you know, once we. Uh, Storm Jeff Bezos' uh, gated community, we can ask him. Okay, that's what we gotta do. Let's plan this. <laughs> Whiteboards only. All devices must be locked in a uh, Faraday cage. Mm -hmm. Oh, how about that um, that thing yesterday? Which thing yesterday? The 2 o'clock album was gonna die. Oh, yeah, yeah, where they let everybody in prison know that they had cell phones. Like... Supposedly that they were going to play a tone and Noah Jenner was like, yeah, you can't play that tone on cell phones. Like, you need special speakers to make that tone even happen. <laughs> like, they played the tone early. It's like, hey, look, it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> you 
Yeah, I was at the uh, the barber when that happened, and then one guy's phone went off like a little later than everyone. It's like, oh, you got an old phone. <laughs> so funny thing, my phone did not go off because I have my phone's always on silent. Mm-hmm. So like, I looked at my phone. I'm like, oh look, that notification came up. Yeah. I thought this was, was, a, was a Blair or whatever, and like people in prison, you'd find their, their phones. If your boyfriend had a special st- burner phone, you'd find that one out too. Like, what the hell? Yeah, it did. It, uh, I I don't have my phone on, making noise either. I had uh, my watch vibrated. That's how I knew it happened. My watch, my watch didn't even vibrate. Hmm. Crazy, crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Did I tell you the other theory that the guy at the barbershop was telling me? He said um, there's a rumor. That, uh, you know, that Amber Alert system? Mm-hmm. You know who supposedly owns the company that invented it? Donald Trump? No. Joe Biden? No. Pair of pedophiles? Close. Pizza Party? No. Jazane Maxwell's sister. Hmm. You know who she is, right? No. Jeffrey Epstein's husband or girl, wife or whatever that oh, went J- to jail. Wait, wait, Giselle had a sister? Yeah. I didn't think he was married. I thought he was single. Huh? I thought Jeffrey Epstein was single. and Whoever his, girlf- his girlfriend or whatever partner was, the one that actually is in jail now without us ever actually yeah, seeing Giselle. the list. Giselle. Yeah. Her, she has a sister who okay. supposedly owns the company that created the Amber Alert system, which is funny because it's all pedophilia related. While we are on <laughs> conspiracy theories, mm-hmm. supposedly I love them. the UN is actually importing immigrants because we're too smart and we actually want to have an opinion. Mm-hmm. So they're bringing immigrants to do the work and just vote violently for who they want to vote. Yeah, yeah. I saw a, a tweet from a German citizen who said that watching these people come into his country that are given these governments for these benefits from his taxes that are better than his own benefits means that he's going to probably seek asylum in some other city, some other <laughs> country. It's like... Crazy talk. Yeah. Like, uh, we were talking earlier off air how, like, I listened to Politics, Politics, Politics by Justin Robert Young. And, like, everyone's anti-Trump and we can't do what Trump does. But then Biden's border policies, he played back Biden's speech and Trump's speech on top of each other. It was word for word the same exact thing. I believe it, yeah. And I think it's because people aren't paying attention to both of them. And I, I saw on uh, my Facebook memories when it said... Uh, it's, it's it, it reminded me again that like right wing left wing they're still attack they're still the same bird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, so that's, that yeah, that, it's 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 exactly it. It's like they call them right wing and left wing. It's they are part of this. They're the same damn bird. Mm-hmm. It's like that's my thing. Also, it's like I remember when I was really getting into politics for the first time. It was like after nine eleven, and I was all anti George Bush and anti Dick Cheney. Inside job. Uh, it's definitely inside job. There was this people knew about that shit. There's no fucking doubt. Building <coughs> seven still around or gone? Who? Building seven. Building seven? No, nah, it's gone. Okay. But I, uh, yeah, the, I remember seeing all that, and I was like, oh no, these people are supposed to hate each other. But then you see like Bill Clinton and fucking George Bush like laughing together, and mm-hmm. then you realize they all went to the same school and they're all part of the same club. It's like, yeah, they're all friends and buddies. They're just playing us. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like um, they were talking about when uh, Kevin. What is the name? The, guy, the Speaker of the House just got kicked out. Yeah, yeah. They were looking at the cameras and like, you look off camera and like, these guys are like, oh yeah, how's it going? Let's go do some golf. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're all they're all buddies about it still. Mm-hmm. It's a giant, so it's like a giant soap opera. Mm-hmm. I, I still remember the one guy, uh, Andrew Heaton, was talking about it. He met this one politician. And he goes, they all have a tell. 
the one gonna be, the, when you meet this one politician, he looks he's like, can I tell you the truth? He looks left, he looks right. I don't trust him with the fuckers, but you can trust me. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I thought you were going to say the Bill Murray thing when he'd show up at weddings and serve bar, and he'd be like, the, the truth of it is no one's going to believe you. <laughs> well, there's also the, him stealing french fries one, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, the, the one where Bigfoot shows up at your campsite, cracks open a beer and sits down and says, no one's going to believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I've been very cynical lately. Like, Do tell. Like, more than usual. Mm-hmm. Oh, this whole Taylor Smith and Taylor Taylor Swift and what's that dude's name? Kelsey. Yeah. I, there's a guy on TikTok I, I, I loosely follow. Instagram has this thing where like I follow people and there's people I don't follow, but it'll show me every now and then like, hey, you want to follow this guy now? Mm-hmm. And he goes, what's the guy's name again? Kelsey. Kelsey. He goes to the barber and goes, I want the Kelsey Stone like, What do you mean? He's a generic white guy. I got a chance now. <laughs> He's just a generic looking dude. I can, I can pick up some Swifties. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, I look at this, I'm like, everything is a fucking, like, it's a scam. Everything is like an inside job. It's like, I was listening to this one podcast, like, they're not boyfriend and girlfriend. They don't hold hands. They don't do this. Like, all these things, boyfriend, like, it's a business transaction. Mm-hmm. And everyone's just lapping it up. Like, Swifties are now going to football games and, like, going to, like, stuff like, uh-huh, uh-huh. you're moving the market because the girl w- did something. Yeah, yeah. And then, she, I don't even think she's, she, I think she already did a Super Bowl halftime show. I think she's scheduled for next year's. How about that? Um, yeah, Taylor Swift's up there with the royal family where everything I know about her I learned against my will. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care. I don't care about you or I don't care about the royal family. Like, well, we're watching Jeopardy and, like, my mother-in-law and my wife are answering questions like these questions about the royal family i'm like i'm so glad i don't know this shit like then we fight a war so i don't have to hear these about these people anymore well there's a um so the other day i was talking to my co-worker and i'm scrolling through facebook on the hotel it's like oh pete davidson's not gonna host saturday night live da, 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 da. i'm like well, what'd he do he, he's coming back <laughs> the way they phrase like he's coming back like he did something I'm like what did he do he, he didn't do anything. It's just the writer's strike has been so long. They're finally doing Saturday Night Live again. Yeah. And my boy's like, oh, you know his dad, his, his dad died in 9-11, right? I'm like, ah. Comes back to, if you have talent, you're damaged. Yeah. Yeah. He's, his dad died in 9-11, and he's been kind of milking that ever since. And mm-hmm. now it's like a, like, that's not a defining personality trait, I don't think. Your dad Are you died sure? in this. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. I mean, like, how many people have fathers that have died from something, and it's like... That's not some reason to celebrate the dude. But it's not 11. And yet, Biden didn't even show up for it. What? Yeah, he didn't show up to do a speech for it. He, he did a speech from uh, Air Force Base in Anchorage, Alaska. He, stopped, he didn't show up to do it at the, the site. Hmm. Anything to do with Fallout? Fallout, no. I think it had more to do just uh, <laughs> they They're trying not to put that dude actually in the public where people can see him. Yeah, he's, yeah, he has body doubles, right? Mm-hmm. Probably. So one guy was talking about how, like, if you if you pay attention, Biden's got about ten minutes they can be coherent, mm-hmm. and then he just falls apart. That's when the medication wears off, probably. Well, that's if they don't jack him up. Yeah. Craziness. Mm-hmm. Great, crazy, crazy world. I I can't believe we've got people almost in their eighties that are running for president, and there's nobody well, better. What about um, Feinstein? Yeah, what about? She was nice. She died in a saddle. I know. Yeah. And they, they were talking on No Agenda about her. They were saying how she had 
a really important career and she did a lot of stuff but none of these media outlets are like running like a highlight reel of what she's done they're not talking about that at all they're just uh, showing like pictures of her and talking about how sad it is and it's mm -hmm. like well why aren't they talking about like what she's done with her career like she went from being like a mayor all the way up to as high as she could well she wasn't president she's not as high as she could well they're, again, they're saving that for uh, Michelle Obama to become our first transvestite president. Big Mike, 2024. <laughs> <laughs> and we're canceled, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> there it is. If we get canceled, we know why. <laughs> it is sad that I know all these memes of different people. Like, years ago when I was with my ex-wife, she mentioned um, a Mitch McConnell, and all I did is blurt out, Cocaine Mitch? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, He's known for the cocaine from the from China. He's married to a Chinese woman. I believe. I believe it. And then you got mittens, Mitt Romney. <laughs> Did someone forget their mittens? <laughs> Somebody pointed out that uh, Joe Biden has yet to sniff a black child. <laughs> <laughs> like, how is it that we've gotten to the point where you got geriatrics? In geriatrics, indictments, like, every time we indict the man, he gets more popular. Uh-huh. You got people like, I, I was listening to Great Night from a while back, they are talking about he went to, they went to the, um, went to Vegas, and this guy had a, had a hoodie with Trump's fucking mugshot on it. Mm-hmm. And the thing of it is, is that uh, the Republican Party can't help but put him up because they know anybody else they put up, they're going to lose the Trumpsters. Mm -hmm. So they're going to lose like whoever would have voted a Republican for Trump, which means the Democrats are going to win, which means the Democrats could put up whoever. Yeah, but so hypothetically, Sleepy Joe mm -hmm. falls asleep, mm -hmm. doesn't wake back up during the election. Mm-hmm. So does that mean who steps up next? They gotta they gotta put somebody else up. Like after the election, then it becomes Kamala Harris. But if she's I guess she's running as his VP again. Which yeah. is, one of the things that's weird is you don't hear anything about her, but like you always heard about other v vice presidents, like mm -hmm. what they were doing while the president was doing things. Like she's not out there making a name for herself, which is they don't want strange. Her yeah, they're herself. they're pushing her down because she probably got bad press from all her. Drug stuff in, uh, well, in somebody, California and her hypocritical. Someone was saying in the past couple of weeks that um, they don't trust her because she doesn't have children. Mm. Hmm. That was another tangent. Was like, yeah, that's cool and all, but she got no kids, and I can't trust her. Hmm. Imagine if I ran for president. It's <laughs> like. Nobody wants these jobs, yet people want these jobs. Like, I don't understand. They want the, the prestige, and, like the, like, the job doesn't pay well. You make your money outside of office. That's when you do, like, Obama does where he's going around. He's getting millions of dollars for speaking gigs, and it's like you show up for 45 minutes. What is, say the same, what is he talking about? You say the same shit for fucking 45 minutes that you said before. You've memorized speeches. You know how easy it is to do a speech. But, like, that's what... That's, so that's the other issue I've been having lately. <laughs> I've been looking. Joe's like, got issues. I got tons of issues. <laughs> but like, I'm sitting here. I'm five months into owning a house. I'm like, I should do something else to make some side money. <laughs> what should I fucking do? And I'm thinking about. It, I'm like, what are you gonna do? Like, there's nothing new to do. Like all my skills, like they don't do much on their own. Yeah, Airbnb is getting uh, out of control. 
Plus, you're out in the middle of nowhere. Um, it's like, like I'm, I'm working on a project for another guy doing some some stuff with some of the hobby stuff I've done. It's kind of cool, but it's like that's not sustainable. Like, you look at these people; they're maybe just making money hand over fist, doing nothing. It's like, are you really doing anything? Is this money real? Mm-mm. Probably not. I mean, it's it's well. Let's take for instance the recent one, the Russell Brand thing, right? Where he's got money coming in from. YouTube and social media and everything, and then he gets accused of something, and they suspend all his money-making activities. Like they just took away that guy's livelihood without even trying him. Like mm-hmm. that's fucked up. Yeah. So it's like that's not real money. Like, <clears throat> and then uh, Joe Rogan said, "What he's got? Uh, he's got. He called it liftoff money. Like he's got enough money where he's outside the system. Same thing with Jordan Peterson. With Jordan Peterson and the Canadian." Uh, Institute of Psychiatric blah 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 trying to take away his license and everything it's like he doesn't need the money from that job anymore fortunately for them but at these places they can just they can just kill your livelihood yeah but how many people have that, that luxury they don't that's the thing that's why these people become trapped when they make their money through these services which is not it's not I, I don't think it's a good idea to plan for that anymore like boy these mics are good <laughs> Because, like, I think about this all the time. It's like, if I lose my job, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a database engineer right now. And, like, to be honest, I'm not really doing a lot of database engineering. I'm just fixing crap that's going on right now at work. Like, my boss, my manager's like, hey, we need to do this. I'm like, okay. And I start pushing the buttons. Hey, I got it to work. Yeah. Like, I am a... I believe I have an MBA or a doctorate and fuck around fun to find out. <laughs> I think the ultimate goal is to keep your, your nut small enough that you can cover it through other means besides your main job. Like, so, you, you know, you have the opportunity, not, not the opportunity, but the ability to be like, well, if I do lose my main source of income, I can recover by getting, you know, another job and, and this other thing or something like that. You have some sort of plan for that activity, but I don't know if there's ever going to be... Not not an ever, but I don't know if you're... It, it's not easy to be like, oh, I'm going to completely replace my regular 9-to-5 income with this other stuff that I'm doing unless you really, really try to push it. I'm just not that motivated to do that. Neither am I. That's the thing. It's like, my job's pretty just, easy because it's like, oh, you need something figured out? Okay, I'll sit down and I'll just bang it out. Mm-hmm. Like, this project one for this guy is like, this is, this is basically stuff I've done before. It's like... I'm basically taking these Legos and putting them in a different order. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, well, I mean, that's kind of everything. Everything's kind of shifted around like that. Like, I don't these people that are like, oh, you know, I'm out there and I'm creating all these information products and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. It's like, well, like, how long is that going to last? And, like, how much of that are you putting aside? And it's like, really, I guess the idea is when you get to that point where you're doing, like, uh, all the people say with the... Um, Making basically making money while you sleep, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be actively involved in it. So it gets to the point where you're not. It's not your product that's making the money. It's your assets that you bought from yeah. there that's making the money. So I read, I listened to a book the other day. That, that's trying, escaping the machine. And I gotta go get the title real quick. So I'm gonna bullshit while I say this. <laughs> um, unscripted by. Something to Marco. And he, he basically talks about how, like, the goal is to make a million dollars. Once you make a million dollars, you put in the market and you just live off, live off the interest. Yeah. The goal is always a million dollars. 
and he goes through this thing about how you should make a product and all this stuff. And it's like it's all, it's all, it's it's their basic market, internet marketing stuff. Of hey, if you do, if you make a product, you gotta make sure you do this, this, and this, and make sure of this. But he gives you tips on once you make the money, how to actually like manage everything, and like you should have your fuck you money that you can just throw into shit. Mm-hmm. It's like for years I've been trying to figure out what is that thing I can do that I can actually do on the side. Because like I used to do computer repair, and that made tons of money because people needed shit. But now you gotta you gotta scale it so you don't have to do as much work to do the stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, I've not done much freelance stuff in the past couple of months, and it's kind of annoying. But at the same time, I got this other project going on, which is gonna be hours upon hours of work. It's just I don't have a product to actually get the first check yet. Yeah, and that's that's the the investment in it is your your time and energy is the the, the initial investment for that. I think unless you come up with something entirely new that it's like an instant hit. You're gonna wind up with that because well, the all the other stuff has been kind of invented. Well, that's the taken. thing. Like I'm basically building a product that replaced a product that they bought ten years ago. They mm-hmm. paid way too much money for. And now with the state of microcontrollers and parts, I can buy stuff off the shelf, splice them together, and write some code and replace what they did and do it faster and cheaper. Yeah. And then I told the guy, "Well, I can have a display." And the guy like lost his shit. He's like, "We can have a display." <laughs> the thing, I think had a stupid button. It didn't even work. I'm like. You want a button? I'll give you a button. I'll give you five buttons. I'll give you a beaver and tell you that it's done. It's like, and tell me what you want me to build and I'll build it. Just give me the parts. Yeah, for me, I've been trying to figure out, like, what do I really need? And, like, you know, the, the million-dollar idea and then you're living off of the market and things like that. It's like, well, how much, how much income is that actually putting out? And, like, do you need that much to actually be happy? Because they say, like, after... After $75,000 a year That any more money Doesn't really bring more happiness <laughs> I disagree I, I disagree too But at the same time It's also I think After $75,000 Unless you're Unless you're all over the place With your money You're probably Pretty well set mm-hmm. For the most part I mean I don't, I don't know I, I don't know what it is I mean I, I don't have kids So I know that's probably But there are people out there That are making less than that That are that have kids and are happy, so. Because mm-hmm. it's like, so Joel, I bought the house. Joel's got a cylinder. Yes. So I bought the house. That created expense. My car died because I. What the hell is that, Joel? You know what this is. Oh. <laughs> I hadn't seen that in months. <laughs> yeah. I Sorry, did. Joel opened up a cylinder and it's <laughs> his, his uh, quick quick seat for him to sit down on his. Like, yeah. But, like, I bought a new car, bought a house. Like, that added all these expenses. Mm-hmm. But, like, before all that stuff, I think it was, wrong, it was humming around nicely. Like, yeah. Then we're getting solar next week. Mm-hmm. It's like expense after expense after expense. I'm like, so where's the extra money coming from? It's not. I mean, one of the things is that you're... They ain't got inflation coming in. Mm-hmm. All the time. But all like, the time. When it comes down to it, luxury items are where you're going to make your money. So you gotta make something you can actually reproduce easily. Because everyone doesn't care about paying their bills. It was by like, how many people have iPhones that, don't, that shouldn't have iPhones? Exactly. I mean, that's what the people buying like the fifteen hundred dollar new one. I'm like, you're the same people that are complaining about everything else. And it's like, you know, I got the iPhone seven. I want to say. And I keep buying the same phone because I keep I don't want to upgrade to a new one. Like when I crack the screen, I just go get the same one because it's cheaper. 
Like, I'm not. I'm not getting a new phone every year. I'm not doing that. I, I'd be like going and buying a new car every year. Like I don't need mm-hmm. that. Well, look, this time around, I bought a used car because like okay, I spent twenty-seven to twenty-eight thousand dollars, or I can spend three to four thousand dollars less and get a car that still works. Mm-hmm. And I talked to a coworker. She's like, "Oh, you should buy a car that's three to five years old because that's the best best bang for your buck." Like I looked out with a twenty eighteen with twenty nine thousand miles on it. Yeah, I, so much weird stuff when it comes to the money and like how to how to figure it out the right way. And yeah. it's it's really like I think you've got to take a minimalist approach. And you got you got to do what Ramit says. You know, you got to figure out what what yeah. matters to you and and spend extravagantly on that, but cut ruthlessly across the board. Exactly, else. it's too much calculus. Because my one friend, you overpaid. I'm like, this car is twenty nine thousand miles mm-hmm. in twenty eighteen. This car, nobody can, nobody can, nobody who's not a Subaru person or a car person could tell you that that's a twenty eighteen. Because the guy who ever had it, I don't think he, he basically he drove it like five thousand miles a, a month a year, mm-hmm. and they probably kept it in the garage and it never saw anything. Yeah, like it looks like it's brand new off the line. We're actually looking at the car right now for the audio listeners. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all we have is audio listeners. There's no video that I know of. Joe, I did have a couple minutes out in this garage before I came out today, so he may have installed something I don't know about. Well, if you know how to sweep for EMF, you'd find it. <laughs> but like this, is, like you said, you gotta. I like. I've not bought new clothes, and I don't know how long. Yeah. Like I buy underwear and socks like every couple of years. But other than that, I'm. I've got t-shirt. I was talking to, like, to Chris the other day, and her coworker. I think she's born like ninety two, ninety three. I'm like. I've got shirts older than her. <laughs> I've got my signature maroon shirts that I've been wearing since like 92, 91. Because they're my, fuck it, if I catch fire, if I get something on them, it doesn't matter because i got 30 of them. Yeah, there's, but that's like a, to some people that's a weird brag because they're like, this guy's wearing old old clothes and they they like they don't give a shit about a car because they don't need a car. Mm-hmm. Like I'd rather, like... I, again, again, going back to Ramit, and he talks about the tripod of stability. It's like you got the house, you got the car, the transportation, and then uh, your your income, and then it's like your anything else you can make risky moves because you have those. Mm-hmm. So. Like my buddy Jones and I was talking about. First thing, I need electricity. Then I need heat, and I need internet. Hmm. And I need my car. Yeah, they, I think they need to do a modern version maybe of the hierarchy of needs and like what they are since so many of our needs are taken care of through society already Mm -hmm. like like if you needed to if like let's say you couldn't buy groceries where would you get food if i couldn't buy groceries and i need to get food not that you couldn't but like you were like okay i'm going to take that money and i'm going to do something else with it so i'm going to have to get creative on how i eat Hey mom, what's for dinner? See, there's there's always the that's the that's the current plan for a lot of people is they fall back on their parents and things mm-hmm. like that. But I mean like if you had to like scavenge away, what would you do? If I had to scavenge away, I would probably I'd probably resort to ramen noodles. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is, I've got a deep freeze full of random shit. Yeah. And like the other day I'm like, huh, I got these tacos. I'll eat these tacos. Like, I probably got enough food in my deep freeze to last me a good month and a half mm-hmm. if I wanted to empty it out. Well, I mean more like, all right, let's do, let's say you didn't have the deep freeze and you had to, the, then what, you had to be creative and think of a way to get food that was like minimal to no money. Okay. I'd have to get a part-time job at a fast food place. 
for a so restaurant. So that would be a good. That's a good one because then you get a meal a day. Mm-hmm. You know? So that's that's a good that's a good solution. That's what that's the kind of th- things I'm thinking about. I was thinking about you know, <clears throat> food banks, uh, free pantries. Mm-hmm. Um, Apparently, people didn't, can dumpster dive and find canned stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be slightly expired, but it's probably still good because we throw out so much food. Um, I don't know if you're aware of this or not. I believe in stocking, stockpiling favors. Hmm. I don't take money. I take favors. Yeah, well, and that's even worse. Um, they said, they said uh, I think it was Robert Greene who said that that's, that's the worst thing is when people don't take payment for something because then they want a favor. Um, what else? What else? What, what could you do? You could um, honestly now you could probably walk into a lot of places and just pick up a bag of food waiting for a door dasher and mm-hmm. walk out with it. And shoplifting is always an option, especially now that they changed the law, so it's like nine hundred dollars worth of stuff. Like thousand. <sighs> Listen, California. That's why I shut down that um, Walmart in uh, Washington State. What would be interesting to see is if somebody were really, they really gamed it and they figured out a way, like they're going to do... Gambling. Yeah, that's that's iffy. But I mean, like if they were like, all right, well, say their their food budget was like, I don't know what, you, what the hell your food budget a month is. Mine's $400. I never have any attention to it because... Some some months I spend money, and other months I just live out of the deep freeze. I, I set aside $400. It's $400 a month for groceries Actually, for Mar so. and myself. Um, Brian Brushwood used to do a thing called Scam School. Mm-hmm. He teach you how to bring win free drinks at the bar. Mm-hmm. So, free drinks, why not free food? Yeah, but so so follow me with this, all right? So somebody took that. They were like, all right, well, my I normally have this much money for for groceries, but I'm going to use that for something else. And they were like, okay. The only way they could do that is if they did this other stuff we were talking about with like figuring out a way to cover their food for the rest of the month. But they were disciplined enough to take that four hundred dollars and do something else with it and it's like well how would they do that and take that four hundred dollars and make it to make more money for them what would be the best option for them and then they you'd follow them along while they kept doing this sort of thing where they were hacking their their budget to make the most money i think it'd be funny to see i think it'd be cool to see somebody do that sounds like we have a reality tv show to make Mm. we need somebody that can think in an entirely different way it's like I'm always like the the number of times in the comic book world where Bruce Wayne's lost his fortune, and he just doesn't care. It's like because he's got enough self reliance abilities and things like that that he doesn't need the money. The money's just a bonus on top of it. Mm-hmm. Well, what's that? Um, what's that quote from Iron Man? Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they when they, they they see him and he's he's going into one of his other properties and they're like, I thought you were broke. He's like, I'm I'm not normal person broke. I'm billionaire broke. Like, no, no, the um. If I take it, what if, what if I take the suit away from you? What are you, mm-hmm. rich playboy philanthropist? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that one's funny too. But yeah, though, it's like the one, um, uh, the one guy we were talking about a couple years ago, the Indian guy. He talks about how like, I don't need money. I just give me a chance to work with people, and I'll make it happen. Yeah, uh, Naval. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Well, it, that's what they say is the people that made the money the first time. That's why they say if he took the money away, they could make it again because mm-hmm. they, they figured out how to do it. And that's why they say even if he took all the money away from these these capitalists that have it now, they'd find a way. It all it all accumulate back in kind of the same, mm-hmm. maybe not the same exact pockets, but it would accumulate. Well, that's kind of like I was doing. I was digging these ditches in my park on my house for the um, for the drainage. 
And I got the best compliment I ever got from my dad ever. He said, you couldn't work like that with somebody else. They mm-hmm. throw you off the job for working too hard. <laughs> but, like, I know that I can I can dig a ditch. I can I can do whatever to make money. Like, I don't need, like, the job I have is nice because I make money and make extra money. Yeah. If I had to bust my ass, I can still bust my ass. But that's the thing also is, uh, like, going back to what do you really need? Like, if you, if you had your food and you have your house and your electric and your internet and, like, your basic things covered, like... What do you really need money for besides extra luxuries? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I think we all found out during COVID when we were locked in our houses and stuff that it was like, you don't really need that much. No. I mean, most of it, a lot of it is just distraction. Mm-hmm. What's well, funny because, like, I've been, the past month and a half, like, the past three weeks, didn't, well, for two weeks, didn't have a car, and I just worked on stuff around the house. I'm like, oh, I need this stuff. I'll just get it delivered. Mm-hmm. Like I had a hundred, I had fifty foot of pipe delivered within twenty within twelve hours for fifteen dollars. Yeah. And it wasn't even a, like I didn't have to go anywhere. It just showed up the next morning. Yeah. So it's like a, you almost question: Do you need a car? Mm-hmm. Like my dad had, was more upset about me not having a car than I was. I'm like, yeah, I was good stuff delivered. Yeah. And then there's like Gary V showing people how to make money. Like he's been doing that forever yeah nobody nobody listens to it until like the, you start seeing people do it and they start making like ten thousand dollars a month by like just flipping items like mm-hmm. he showed a guy that was on guy in new york city went and picked up a couch that somebody was selling for free the guy took the couch on the subway <laughs> took it home cleaned it up and sold it for a couple hundred dollars and it's like you can you can make money making money's not not hard, I think. Keeping money is hard. Making mm-hmm. money, I think, is easy. I feel like all the anime from the 90s has set my mindset with money. So what? You think you're going to live in a dystopian future? No, like, I'm going to make a shitload of money and since I haven't taken it all away and I'll just break even. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I mean... Like, I don't forget years ago when I was, um, was, was, was with my ex-wife... Like, I was all excited to make $500. I'm like, ah, get your $500. She's like, I broke my phone. I need a new one. I'm like, son <laughs> of a bitch. You know how many times stuff like that has happened to me when I'm like, the universe is playing a fucking weird game? Mm-hmm. Like, every time... Like, I've been making... My take-home pay, my take-home monthly pay has been about Beep. the same. <laughs> <laughs> has been about the same for, like the last six or seven years and it's because mm-hmm. of things like inflation and things like mm-hmm. that that have happened the tax laws have changed and like or like I break through a tax period and I'm suddenly paying more in taxes or my health insurance has gone up and it's like there's always that fucking game where you're like oh yeah I'm gonna make some more money and it's like no it's a, it's kind of the same fucking thing mm-hmm. there's also the whole look like, we talked about treating money as a scarcity and actually like being scared of it mm-hmm. and it's like it's funny because I go through these phases like I just spend money and money keeps coming in and then yeah. it's like I spend money and money doesn't come in I'm like that doesn't work yeah yeah it's, it's weird it's like it's, I, I feel like there's a weird universal thing to that where it's because uh, I, I really don't spend money on a lot of things like I don't I don't buy a lot of things for myself I don't buy a lot of toys for myself I don't do really anything with my money besides pay for my basic stuff and it's like when I do that then it's like I seem like I have no money when I actually am like oh well you know I need to buy new shoes I need to do this mm-hmm. I need to do that somehow like things are fine it's like well what the hell's going on there yep came up early to avoid being at home cause like been in a little rut lately I'm like oh go to the garage and hang out 
Try to do some pull-ups. I'm like, this doesn't feel the same as it did a couple <laughs> months ago. I'm Joel can't do pull-ups anymore. Oh, I can do pull-ups. It's just not as many. <laughs> that was the point of the challenge was to do the pull-ups. I did those pull-ups. Yeah, I did too. My elbows finally feel all right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was all about, but yeah. <clears throat> We're going to do. What are we going to do? Uh, well, we're going to keep looking to the, to the future and keep trying to be ahead of the curve and try to keep keep moving forward. I mean, I, I've been in a rut where I've been like, I didn't feel like doing anything. And it's like, because I wasn't doing anything, I didn't feel like doing anything. And it's like, well, I just had to start taking the first step forward, which was like, okay, you know, I got uh, these stitches in my ankle so I can't run, but I can walk. So I've been getting up and I've been taking a walk in the morning. And it's like, okay, I feel better about the rest of my day after that. Like... Just taking leave the basic steps and moving forward in some direction. My days have been kind of weird because, like, I wake up lately. I've been waking up like I don't know, like a little bit later than usual, mm-hmm. and then I'll start doing stuff. Next thing I know, it's like eleven o'clock. I'm like, where did the morning go? Yeah. Or so we're gonna like my wheelbarrow broke a couple weeks ago. And I was trying to move some dirt around, and I ended up fixing it. Like I finally got it fixed. Um, I think it was like a couple of days ago. And like I got up, and I'm like, oh, this only took two hours. Okay. Started doing stuff around the house. I'm like, where'd the day go? It seems like there's a like once twelve o'clock happens. If I didn't get anything done, I'm not getting anything done the rest of the day. Yeah, yeah. There's a, uh, I don't know. Like, there's weird days where like my most productive period is between like three and five, mm-hmm. where I'm like just I'm killing it and stuff. That it's like uh, it's weird. And there's some nights where it's like so my buddy is in the UK. He's five hours ahead of me. So I get done with my work. We'll game till like five, six o'clock, depending on when he stays up. And then some days from 6 to like 9 is, like you said, the most productive part of my day. Mm-hmm. Like I went in the basement one day and I just started going crazy and getting shit done. I'm like, well, why can't I do this earlier? Yeah, I mean, I think the house thing is house thing is a trap where you can just wind up in projects forever. Mm-hmm. Oh, the world we live in. <laughs> like, it all doesn't make sense anymore, but it does make sense. Because the basics of it haven't changed. Like, we, I think we, as, as a species, are overcomplicating it too much. It's like, it's a, it becomes that comparison trap where you you think your life is complicated because you're looking at other people's lives and they're like, oh, you know, I'm I've in been shape. trying not to do that because I've been following that trap a lot lately. I'm like, well, it's on second. Well, Billy can just go out and buy all this crap. I'm sitting here, like, counting my pennies. I'm like, damn it. I want to yeah. just go to the grocery store and go crazy. <laughs> I would never just go to the grocery store and go crazy. I'm just like, ah, you know, this is what I need and this is what I'm getting the hell out of here with. Well, like, I've been I've been finding myself in these food ruts of eating the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to change things up. Like, I bought a ton of burgers from GFS and I was eating a lot of burgers. And I'm like, okay, well, eating all these cheese steaks because I got this steak stuff. And then I had, I had meatballs and I ate all the spaghetti and stuff. I was like... I got tacos. And then I housed like two pounds of tacos in a day. I'm like, this isn't healthy. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, you know, like last year and the year before this, I'm like, I was all worried about like trying to keep them. Like, I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I want to be here one way or another. So, yeah, and I think if you're stuck in a food rut, you only really notice it if you care about food or food is just like, I need to eat and you move on. Because, well, the thing it's like, I don't really, like, I don't eat gourmet meals. Mm-hmm. Like, there have been days I'm so lazy, I'm like, tater tots and chicken nuggets, throw them in the, in the air fryer. 
Yeah, I mean, that's the, the benefit to bachelorhood. So that frees up your time and your money for something else, mm -hmm. which is, again, talking about if, well, you could, if you could sacrifice one part of your existence to make money on some other level, what's the stuff like that, that you're probably already doing? Mm -hmm. Well, like, for example, I got that rose for my birthday for my, for my co-worker. Mm -hmm. I finally made it, made it like a couple weeks ago, like last week or two weeks ago, whatever that was. Yeah. Who the hell gives out give somebody a roast for their birthday? I ain't complaining. No, I'm not guy. either. It's I I want to know who, where I can find one of these motherfuckers that's out there hunting all the time, and they're like, yeah, you know, I, you want some elk? Mm -hmm. Like I got fucking 600 pounds of elk in my fridge. I'll give you I some think, of that. It's I like, think subconsciously I want to be Kato Kalen. Kato Kalen, OJ's guy. Yeah, man, you're throwing. That was a fucking <laughs> way back fucking thing. Like I want to make friends with somebody who's like, dude. I just like you. Just hang out, and I'll just take care of you. <laughs> you want to be somebody's sidekick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> sure, Bruce Wayne, I'll wear this fucking Robin costume <laughs> and jump around rooftops with you while they shoot at me because I'm brightly colored. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> what you want is a... Uh, I do. Uh, what did they used to call it back on the... You want a patron, yeah. You want a patron. Mm-hmm. Because like I'm working, this, I'm doing this project with my buddy. Joel's available for sex favors if no, somebody wants to pay for it. Not at all. Nope. <laughs> nope. 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 Joel doesn't care about sex, so it's something he's willing to sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> I remember back in like the early 2000s, I tried to I tried to market myself as residential residential IT. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, you have IT manager for, for businesses, but enough for residential. Because mm -hmm. people are stupid. Yeah, and that's exactly why they hire me. Yeah, well, they're going to hire you to do all dumb shit that's already frustrating, like figure out why their printer isn't working. I'll never forget. I was like, the one's like, you know what I said? Well, I'm like, yeah, here you go. Bam. How'd you do that? I'm like, I've done like 20 of these. Mm. <laughs> Magic. It's like, <laughs> it's almost like, it's it, 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 like, because I played Dungeon Dragons last night. It's like, for some people, it's like a level five spell. For me, it's like a cantrip. I'm like, oh, you want this done? Bam, done. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like the thing with me with uh, like freelance web development, web design is like, there's a point where, like, I can do the mom and pop stuff, which is like the easy, quicker stuff for me, but doesn't pay as much. Otherwise, I got to go into the the bigger stuff where it involves like bigger systems and more complexity, and like that pays more, but it's also more of my time, and that's why it's, it's that's why I'm not doing it that much. It's just mm -hmm. not worth it. Like, I'd rather have my evenings free. Yeah, then to do that, like, understandable. Just we're not. I I don't. I don't, I guess I just don't have that one hundred percent hustle gene where I always feel like I got to be not hustling hungry enough. Yeah, I, I guess not. But I mean, I think from where I started in life to where I am, I've done enough that I should be happy. You mm -hmm. know, like the, the I think the Robert Green thing where it's like know when to stop. Like yeah plan to the end and then when you get to the end stop because mm -hmm. the people that burst through that and keep going are the ones that usually end up losing everything yeah like my, my co-workers like oh you should be doing this you should be doing that you should take that guy's job you can do that i'm like i could and like i thought 100 years ago my one co-worker now my manager she went on maternity leave because she had her kid and her team didn't know what to do without her mm -hmm. and my co-worker was was a senior database engineer i was only a database engineer and he got all frustrated because they, they kept asking him questions He's like, can you? I'm like, stop there, right, Tom? <laughs> I can do your job. I don't want your job. Right. Exactly. It's Just, like, yeah, I could do everything you do and more, but I'm not doing it because I'm not getting paid for it. Yeah. And even if you're getting paid for it, is it worth 
the trade-off. Like exactly. I have, a, I have a buddy now who's applying for a new job at a company that I know he shouldn't go to, and our other friend is telling him not to go there. But he's seeing like the title and the money. But mm-hmm. what's going to happen is he's going to end up losing his weekends because this company has no qualms with messaging you at 1 a.m. on the weekend to ask you a question that mm-hmm. they don't they don't need the answer for right then. It's like that's like I tell people all the time. Well, there's like something I made my title. I was the infrastructure architect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what did that get me? Nothing. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> I had the title. Title didn't mean crap. No, the title's just... The, I also, I also, the only time a title matters is when you're applying for a new job. Then, also, then it's like, okay, well, he had a VP of et cetera, mm-hmm. or a CEO... But how, but how blah, do nicknames blah. work? Nicknames, yeah, you can't give yourself a nickname. Because, no, I was known as the Ram King of the recycling company because I sold so much Ram. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like the Rat King. Well, like, so at one point, eBay, I found out a company that had eBay historical data. So I used that to do sales. So I looked at all the RAM we had and looked at previous sales to see what it would sell. Mm-hmm. I found this stick of RAM that was worth $50 a stick. Mm-hmm. I sold $600 worth of RAM in less than eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Analytics. Playing a different game. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. There's all these different ways to do stuff. I was just listening to a great night. I'm, I'm like, I'm in March of this year now. I was a year and a half behind, but I've been struggling through working on the house and stuff and just listening to the podcast. And he talked about, they, uh, the guy saw this a Paul McCartney masterclass on playing piano. Well, it's kind of cheating because Paul McCartney is just a savant. Mm-hmm. He's like, if you just put this together, well, look at chord. Nobody can, not many people can fucking do that shit. Yeah, yeah. What was the, uh, that's the uh, Tim Ferriss thing where he says, do you, do you want to find the guy not that's been doing it the longest that's the best at it? You want to find the guy that did it the short in the shortest amount of time to get to being the best. Because mm-hmm. they'll give you the shortcut. Well, that's like I was thought, I tell the story about that guy I worked with three years ago at the, my current job. He started out all, oh, you understand this project, da 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 I'm like, oh, that's exactly this project I did here, and it did mm. this and this, and it soon changed from, oh my God, you know what you're doing, you're an expert. Yeah. Like, yep. Yeah. Everything old is new again. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I've seen this before. It's just funny. It's like, oh, you want to tell me that I've not read this before? Let me show you this project. <laughs> it's exactly what you did. We just changed the, changed the nouns. <laughs> oh, everything's on fire again. How how surprising. Mm-hmm. We should do it this way. Ah, no, you should do it this way. Well, I don't see why. And then it starts, well, you were right. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I was right. I saw the writing on the wall because I've done this before. Mm. But how do you get to that point, too, where you've seen everything already? Um, I think that's just wisdom. I mean, you just expose yourself to so much. The other, the hard part about that is not being, you know, like we just came off as very arrogant about it all. And I was like, well, you know, we should have some humility about some of these things because the arrogance becomes a trap where we're going to be blindsided because we think we know everything. I was talking to my friend the other night because I was talking about how like I've been down on myself. She goes, "You need to believe in yourself." Like I wish you saw what I saw. I'm like, I don't want to be a narcissist. I don't want to be that guy that believes I can do everything and then I can't do anything. <laughs> like I think like the safety feature of my brain to keep me from becoming a narcissist is actually holding me back right now. Yeah. I like to tell people I have low self-esteem but high arrogance. <laughs> Like, I, I think badly about myself, but I know I'm better than that motherfucker. <laughs> See, my thing is, I'm that guy that unless I know that I can take, a th- I'm 100% right, I don't bet. Mm. And people who know me know, he's betting on this. I, I don't think I should bet against him because he's probably right. <laughs> it's all the guys who don't know better. I'm like, I'm 
bet you five bucks that's gonna. Yeah, oh, there's no way that was gonna work. <laughs> How'd you do that? <laughs> I remember years ago, I was at a a previous friend of both of ours, and we were at a party, and the one girl's like, "I'm like, I can put that ceiling fan up. You can't do that." I'm like, "Want to bet?" <laughs> so within half an hour, I had a ceiling fan mounted and powered. <laughs> Don't doubt me. It's not that hard. <laughs> I've never installed a ceiling fan, but I, I can see how it's not that difficult. No, it's not. But I've, I've replaced a couple chandeliers. When we were redoing our kitchen here, they was like, we bought three different chandeliers, and it was like, I had to keep installing them to see which one fucking looked the best. <laughs> and I'm sitting here, I'm like, I'm fucking done installing this fucking light. Somebody's going to pick one now. <laughs> Well, like like it, it wasn't hard. It, the hardest part about it was holding the damn thing up while you install it. Mm -hmm. Well, that's like I was fixing my wheelbarrow, and like so the wheelbarrow. I think it's hilarious that you and I have both had to fix a wheelbarrow this <laughs> year, and it's like that's my first wheelbarrow. It's like I, I got that thing for free. Somebody was on the side of the road and just had to change well, the wheel. My dad apparently, I thought that the one that I fixed was not as old as I thought it was. Hmm. He got in like the early two thousands, but like what happened was he put arms on, but he didn't use womanized wood or anything like to survive. So it finally rotted when I was using it. Mm -hmm. So one side, the one the, the the wedge piece was still intact. So I used that as a model. So I cut two more pieces and I drilled the holes. And then I went to put the wheelbarrow. I'm like, these these holes aren't lining up. So then I actually like, well, if I put it together this way, like I kept trying different ways to put the wheelbarrow together. Yeah. And I bought these half inch pieces of of thread rod because I didn't know what size bolts I needed. I'm like, I'll just make my bolts. <laughs> I took that thing apart and put it together so many times, and then I, because I was using a hammer. I hate that shit when you take things, when you're like constantly taking something apart and putting it together, you're like, this is not working for some fucking reason. Mm -hmm. I hate projects like that. So I learned the hard way that if you're going to bang on a bolt, you should probably put a bolt on it so you don't mess up the bolt, make them mess up the thread. <laughs> so then I had to get the, gr the grinder out and like grind the bolt ducts <laughs> and put the bolts on and hammer it, and then I'm like, okay, I guess uh -huh, this is working. Uh-huh. Like it's it's not gonna win any 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 beauty pageants, but you know what? It ain't plastic. No, no, and I mean there is a like we've talked about it before. How there is a fucking benefit to just hillbillying something together, mm -hmm. and that fucking works. I mean, my lawnmower parts of it are held together with zip ties, and the the one cord is held on by a, a pair of uh, vice grips. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, it works. Like so, I'm not getting rid of it until it stops working. Well, but it's like it's too much work. To take. I'm like, Dad, I already took it apart. <laughs> I got the saws out and cut all the bolts. Like this thing's apart. I just need the I need the arms. Yeah, yeah. I got the wood. I just gotta get the bolts. That was the hardest part about taking the back seats out of the Jeep, was because it reminded me of taking the seats out of the the bus when we were doing that. But the bus, it was like, all right, well, this thing's not coming out because it's rusted. Let's cut it off. And mm -hmm. it's like, well, I can't just cut those bolts off, and they weren't rusted. It was just like I couldn't get the torque I needed to do it mm -hmm. the right way. And it's, uh, Fly you, Bojo. You can't do that unless you got power. <laughs> Ever since, like, halfway through September, Back to the Future has been coming up left and right. Mm -hmm. Like, I went out to Baltimore Christie and we went to the Boston Comic Con, and the Back to the Future was on TV while at the hotel, so we watched it. And then, like, all these podcasts kept talking about Back to the Future, and then, like, Power of Love came up a couple times, and um, the one guy was talking about the, show, the, the band Yellow, mm -hmm. Y E L L O. Which yeah. reminds me of Secret of My Success. So, I wa so Chris didn't watch Day that bow, movie. Bow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like all this 80s stuff starts flooding back. I'm like, this is kind of creepy. 
This shouldn't work this way. Yeah, I gotta rewatch the Back to the Future movies because somebody pointed out the fact that the number of times in those movies where Doc Brown shows up to save Marty's life mm-hmm. implies that Marty had died and Doc Brown went back in time and fixed it. Mm. Like there's the one scene where Marty like looks over the side of the building and before he like once he's about to like jump or whatever and then like the next moment Doc is there with the DeLorean it's like well the first time Doc wasn't there mm-hmm. and shit like that like when Doc saves him coming out of the tunnel it's like uh. the first time Doc wasn't there uh-huh. and like Doc knows he goes oh Marty died here I gotta go fix this it's mm-hmm. like some Rick and Morty shit. I forget I was telling my buddy in the UK about how like I feel like there was a game where like there's a place where like you could die as many times as you want the body was still there and it feels like there was a player in the game where you couldn't get across this thing so you had to just keep dying to fill the body to fill the hole full of dead bodies so you could walk across it there was something I swear to god that happened in some media that I was watching or listening to or something there was something like that where the guy had to just keep dying mm-hmm to fix the problem. And I couldn't remember what it was, but like it felt like there was a thing where there was a hole that he had to fill. So Some, something like that. It was something ridiculous where it's like he just had to keep dying there and like I don't remember what the hell it was now. That's going to bother me. It's been bothering me for for months now. I can't. Nice, man. I like what, uh, I I don't I don't like when somebody pointed out the fact that deja vu means you probably just booted up your save point. Oh, see, <laughs> I, I I subscribe to the theory that deja vu means that there is a temporal short circuit in your brain. Temporal short circuit? Or are you crossing paths with, like, your trans-dimensional self? No, no, I'm going for the simple path that, so, you've got read and write mode. Mm-hmm. And what's happening is, your brain gets confused, and as you're writing it, you're reading it. Mm. So, you feel like you've done it before, but you haven't. Your brain thinks... That you've done this before, but you haven't. You're just looking the memory you're currently making. Yeah, see, I, I, I have a problem with that, and it's because... No, 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 stop right there. I, I'm, you know, that's what I'm sticking with, because I don't want to deal with the other bullshit. I'm, I, I, <laughs> when I was in elementary school, we went on, because it's Pennsylvania, we went on trips to the mines, okay? Mm-hmm. And the first time I really remember having deja vu was we were in the mine and they were doing like the whole speech about the canary thing and like this was my first time in the mines and like my brain said I'd seen this all before and it freaked out a little bit and it freaked me out a little bit because I knew what was going to happen next and it happened next and ever since then whenever I start to feel deja vu and I think I know what's going to happen next I change something I'm like I can't I can't do this like so I don't know this is totally different, but remind me of this. So the project I'm working on involves GPS. Mm-hmm. I've been playing with GPS since the 90s because my dad was obsessed with maps. So we had the Lower Me Map program. came on like eight different CDs, <laughs> one for each region. And you had a little puck you put in your, in your dash. It was serial. And it came on USB. It goes to your computer. And that's how you did the mapping turn by turn before they did all this other shit. Yeah. Well, I researched GPS back in the day because it's like, we well, need six satellites to get a fix. Because you have six satellites, you can pinpoint where you are. Yeah. I've known this since 1990. Last Sunday, I went out to my buddy's house because we were talking about this project, and I was showing what, what I put together so far. And they're just now learning how GPS worked. I'm like, yeah, you got 24 satellites with atomic clocks, and they're telling you where you are. Yeah. I'm like, how is it that I, like, <laughs> these, are, these guys are better pilots than I am. They do so much more than I do, but, like... How is it this is the piece of information they never learned? Because they didn't need to know it until then. That's the thing. 
But I didn't know it either. I was in high school. Like, what did I care about GPS? Well, your dad did, and that's why. That's like your dad. That's that's kind of the benefit of society is you brush up against knowledge that you might not normally absorb. Like, I didn't know that until now, but now I know it. And if something else comes up later on, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I know this. And like, because like, like, where the hell do you know that from? I'm like, no idea. Like fun fact, the re- the way the, a lot of these atomic, a lot of these self-setting clocks work, they're reading the they're reading the time off of the GPS location. Mm-hmm. But that's how because GPS is always is always transmitting the time it has on its clock, and the time it takes that signal to get to you. If you take six other signals, you can triangulate where you are. Yeah, because they're always in the same place. So it's like this project I'm working on. It's like. I know all the pieces of this puzzle. Like I know they they can go together. Mm-hmm. The question is like, how do I write the that the glue? And like I'm pretty sure my one buddy wasn't was kind of convinced I couldn't do it because oh well, Johnny's counting, Johnny's counting on him. Like this is this is child's play. This isn't like something new. <laughs> this is all off. It's like the scene from Johnny Modern when he goes into the shop and just takes all the parts and put them together and builds a like whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's it always makes you wonder though. It's like well. Like, I'm not, I am and I'm not, I'm for and against accumulating knowledge for knowledge's sake. Like, on one hand, I'm like, okay, the more you know, the more you can do. Mm -hmm. But the other side of it is also, like, the Sherlock Holmes part where, like, there's only so much room in your brain. And if you clutter it with too much stuff, you're not going to be able to think clearly. Well, my philosophy has been, especially with the job, like, I say to my coworker, all the stuff to do. He's like, this is you. I'll never use this. I'm like, you don't know that. Yeah. Like, I remember back in, the, like, 2007, I was working in the school district, and they had this thing called Starbase. It's what you stored all the student information in. First name, last name, student ID number, all that stuff. Well, I'd always have to create um, usernames and passwords. So their password was always their, your, their student ID number, or the last four digits or whatever it was. So, like, to make these accounts, it was the first initial, last initial, and your student, last four student number. Yeah. So basically this giant CSV file, and I would write these Excel formulas to generate these CSV files. And I coined the term data masseuse, because I was always massaging the data to do whatever. Mm-hmm. I was always joking, keep it aware. Like, I do all the stuff in between to get this, the different, different stuff. And then we fast forward, like, eight years later, I'm working in another company. I'm like, oh, using the same exact formula that I used before. Mm-hmm. And, like, as the years evolve, I learned these other tricks, like... I, you ever use Excel and have that when you do the, do the pretty formatting and every other line is a gray or white line? Yeah. Uh. I've, like, I've written code to actually generate so you can select every other line, every third line to do different colors. Yeah, yeah. And like I showed my coworkers this stuff off and on. He's like, how do you know how to do this? I'm like, because I needed it a couple of years ago and I just keep using it. But that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is like just randomly going out there and randomly like reading things and acquiring information that you might not ever need like you're still playing in your your sphere but it's not like you're out there reading like medical journals or like uh what would be a far off one for you because you're you're kind of like me where you're kind of a little bit into everything Mm -hmm. but um yeah try me come on let's go uh for the audience i've got my dukes up like i'm ready for a fight deep sea veterinarian stuff would be something that was like there's no need for you to acquire that knowledge that is true because i don't like swimming you don't like swimming and you don't like seafood nope or if i were like fine you know name me the best cheeses in europe it's like you you don't eat cheese nope. so it's like there that's information that doesn't I matter lose. to you so <laughs> <laughs> <One too much. laughs> so it's like so acquiring that doesn't 
it might help you at some point. It might not, but I mean, it probably won't. So acquiring it is just knowledge for knowledge's mm -hmm. sake. Um, and that's kind of what I mean. Not, those are extreme examples, but I'm sure we could yeah. pinpoint something smaller than that. Well, it's like when I was in college learning how to do C and C++. And then I started looking at the language like, that's exactly the same thing. They just changed the words. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's language learning in general. That's why they say the more languages learn, the easier it is to pick up the next one. Because mm -hmm. you start learning the syntax and everything else, and your brain starts to get wired for that. Mm -hmm. The neuroplasticity. Like, I always make the joke, like, I need a, I need a, I need a print, I need an input, I need a conditional, and I need a loop. I can write anything I need. <laughs> That's true, and that, that's the thing that bothers me about when you start getting into programming this year. Like, everything's like an if-else statement. Mm -hmm. Everything's always a fucking if-else statement. Mm -hmm. It's like, come on, like... And then you start thinking about some of these seriously complex programs. You're like, how many if-else statements are in that fucking program? I'll never forget my first job out of... Second job out of college. This guy wrote this software to do this reporting, and he didn't know about case statements. Mm. So it was just, if then else is out the ass... I've gotten in trouble for using case statements, and it's like I don't know why, because to me they're they're more straightforward. Mm -hmm. I don't know. People they, are weird, though. People have their own fucking thinking on that. Well, like I remember years ago, I was in the middle half way through college, and I copied and pasted some code. And my friend lost his shit. The teachers would never do that. I'm like, why? You can make mistakes, so you fix them. Yeah. I got in trouble the one time because it was. I thought I was being slick, and it was in school, and uh, I didn't complete the, the Photoshop assignment in time, but everyone was saving everything to, like, a shared drive, so I took somebody else's, and I saved it, and I didn't realize that, like, the file size and everything else was going to be the exact same, and I just got caught. It's like, ah. See, got to be a better thief. <laughs> Here's what I did. <laughs> Senior year, I wanted, to take, I wanted to take physics so bad and caught in high school, because it was a fun class. You did all these projects. And they, you got, it was all based on points. Mm -hmm. You didn't have to do every project. If you wanted 90%, you had to do 90% of the work. Mm -hmm. Well, there's some project where you find out what the answer is, but you need the data. So I, I created a random number generator that would actually add the, the, the average mm. so that when you took the numbers and ran them through the thing, it came out with the same data. So I didn't have the data. I knew what the answer was, so I wrote a program to, make, to fake the data to get the answer. So what's that thing where they, that's that, you basically created cognitive dissonance <laughs> in your project because you basically said, here's the conclusion I want, fill in the back stuff for yep. me, make it, make it all meet that conclusion. But I didn't make it perfect, I made sure there's a, a percentage of variance so it looked like I actually, <laughs> ridiculous. Uh. I liked physics in high school, physics was a I fun class. Too. Uh, I think I, I had a good teacher for that one. So did I. Mrs. Malone. Mrs. Oh, I don't remember her name. It was kind of sad because I went back as a, as a as a adult working at the school district and he had a couple strokes. Mm. He wasn't all there, but he was still a good guy. My high school biology teacher taught my mom biology back in the 70s. <laughs> and he was, he was a drunk when I saw him, but he was also like... You can tell he was kind of passionate about what he was teaching, and he was very—he had an impact on me in the right way. But then they—they uh, they found him like drunk on the steps of a different school, and he got fired. And I don't know what happened to him from there, but he was—he was pretty old. Like it all comes back to if you're talented, you're broken. I, th I think everyone's just broken. I think there's no well-adjusted person that's talented. There's no well-adjusted person. There is who. 
Name who you think is a well-adjusted person. I guarantee you they're damaged. We are all damaged. And it's only the, the ability to accept that damage that people had progress. This, I've had discussion like two weeks ago. I mentioned this girl from high school that me and, me and Chrissy know. And she, so she started Facebook like stalking. I was like, well, she looks pretty normal to me. Like, ha! Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I've known so many people like that where they look like they're perfectly in, in charge and on top of things. And you're like, I bet there's something real bad in their <laughs> life. Yes, but there's some people that I make the joke that as long as so-and-so and so-and-so are okay, everything's right in the world. Hmm. That's what helps me sleep at night, knowing that those two are okay. Yeah. Like, I have the, uh... Like, I, I... It's one of those things where I know so many people that were only children, and they were damaged from that, and it's like, well... And they wish they had other sibling stuff. It's like, no, that's just a different level of damage. <laughs> like, you just don't know how it is when, when you actually have... A brother and sister when there's competition when there's competition for everything like well Mara says I eat fast like you know why I eat fast because <laughs> I had two brothers mm-hmm. and if you didn't if you didn't eat pizza fast enough you got not enough pizza mm-hmm. and if you try to take food off my plate without me telling you I'll stab you yep well like I get yelled at about eating too fast too but like I remember I forget when it was like years ago my dad was talking to somebody he's like the rule and I didn't even realize this was a rule but like if I was sleeping on a Saturday and I heard the machine running, I had like ten minutes to get up, get showered, get food, <laughs> get out there to help my dad do stuff around the house. <laughs> Jocko talks about uh, when he went to officer school. One of the things they do for you, do, do to you is you're supposed to be able to eat your food without looking at it. Mm-hmm. So you got to like be able to look around the room while you're eating and fucking like do that. And it's like that's fucked up. <laughs> that's a whole different level of paranoia that I don't want in my life. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about the MS bike ride. Sorry, somebody, one of my neighbors is doing yard work or some shit. Yeah, it's fine. I still remember we were talking about, about Goggins and the MS bike ride. Like, <laughs> you try to Goggins, you're not Goggins. I'm like, There's, that's so true. Yeah, that's the okay, it's He's inspiring, but he's also not like possible. <laughs> well, you can't take, you can't put yourself in endpoint Goggins life without going through the rest of Goggins. Like, yeah. you gotta start where Goggins started and get to Goggins. Like, Goggins can run on broken legs because he did all that other shit, not mm-hmm. because he started out as just fucking running on broken legs. Well, like, I remember my dad... Like, the first guy that ran a marathon, the, marathon, the reason marathons are named after him, he died at the end. Mm-hmm. And now people run marathons like it's nothing. It's like, well, you can't start at the end. Well, like, we were talking, I was talking about the drainage ditch by my house. My dad came over on a Thursday. He's like, you should probably bury that stuff and run some cable. So I bought some drainage pipe, came on Friday after Friday morning. I buried half of it, and we went to lunch. He comes up, I was like, where'd the pipe go? Like, then he realized, he buried half that stuff already. <laughs> he's like, this is going to take all day. And, like, I get it done, like, an hour. So the one day, he's like, this should take two hours, get it done 45 minutes. Like, whatever the number was to get done, I just smashed the number. <laughs> It'll take you two hours to get it done. <laughs> He's like, let's do this for an hour. 45 minutes later, we're done. <laughs> but then you can't run like that for everybody because then like, they take advantage of you. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's like you never... You never you, run more than 25%. Well, there's also the guy who's on show and he's talking about like fitness and he said, you shouldn't always redline the machine. Yeah. 
like you should like you should have just like you know you push it a little bit all the time but you don't like you would never just drive your car 100% all the way out all the time and expect the car to work well but people do that to their bodies and they do that to their brains and it's like chill the hell out mm -hmm. well like it's like this one guy I was in high school in college he always wanted to wrestle I'm like I don't want to beat him but I was one of the things that he just this would be whatever so I always refreshed <laughs> him just enough where it became a tie mm -hmm. like he's like I think I and like one night like this happened like five times I think I got you this time I think I got you this time and then finally he just gives up and like months later like I think it was New Year's Eve or New Year's Day and like I got really drunk and like <laughs> he's like I think I can take him that's and how my, all them stories go and my brain's like if he takes you down and everything, you gotta take him out. <laughs> he tapped out so fast. I'm like, I don't understand. And yeah. then, like a couple hours later, I'm like, Oh, lag's gone. So what do you mean? Like, I move my arm. It moves. I tell it to. <laughs> and then, 45 seconds, his brain just went, Oh my god, he's been holding back this whole time. He could have <laughs> just killed me. And it's I, that I, anime I, moment. <laughs> <laughs> he's been holding back this whole time. <laughs> I like about One Punch Man. <laughs> That's every story with him. He became a hero because he was bored. And yeah, all his fights end with him having one punch. And these enemies have these big elaborate stories they tell to him. And they're like, I'm sent by the planet Earth to eradicate the species because of climate change. And like, he just punches them once and they blow up. And it's like, it's like damn! <laughs> the, one, the one fight in there. He's fighting the guy, and the guy mentioned something about it being Saturday or whatever. And this guy's like, supposed to be like this immaculate creation that's unstoppable. Mm -hmm. And they're fighting, and he's he's dodging all his attacks. And in his head, he's thinking, he's like, wait a second. He said, it's Saturday. He's like, damn it, that means the sale was on yesterday. And he punches <laughs> the guy because he wanted to go buy something at the grocery store that was on sale. <laughs> it's completely ridiculous stuff. But we're completely off the uh, the mark here. Yes, I think we're in this podcast now. Yeah, and then Joel, we'll just go back to the beginning. To, there, Joel put the ending, the beginning on the ending, and the ending on the beginning, something like that. Yeah, it's it'll be deja vu, which is time time has become a loop. Yep, uh, amoeba strip or whatever. Hopefully, in two weeks we'll have another podcast. Uh, we should. I don't know why you've got a vehicle again, and my neighbors should be done doing whatever the hell they're doing. Yep. But that'll be it for us, ladies and gentlemen. Till next time. Good night, everybody. Do it. That wraps up another episode of The Mention the Machine. If you would like to contact or subscribe to the podcast, please visit thementionthemachine.com. If you would like to leave a voicemail, please call 412. Two nine four eight five five seven. Testing, testing, testicles, testicles. Test. What is it? They have the Arab from um, Rumble in the Bronx. Mm, I don't know. In the Rumble in the Bronx, they they further they put a wire on Jackie Chan. He's like, they have the Arab. They have the Arab. Can you hear me? <laughs> Sounds right. Oh, the 80s. Is that the 80s or the early 90s? Well, let's check it out real quick. I like that Rumble in the Bronx didn't even take place in the Bronx. It was filmed in Vancouver. Oh, shit. That's good to know. Yeah, if you look in the background of the skylines and shit, it's like there's a fucking mountain back there, and you're like, this isn't the Bronx. <laughs> oh, you're right, 1995. Yeah. I thought it was later than that. Sung Ho and Jackie Chan and some third guy went to the School of Martial Arts. Jackie Chan went to that weird thing where he was, uh, it was like, uh, 
an opera house thing That's where they taught them about. all that. Yeah, fucking crazy school. I think uh, Jet Li was almost a part of that. But Jet Li went into like hardcore wushu. Mm-hmm. And that's why Jet Li... Jet Li was like a wushu champion before he was an actor. I miss when martial artists were actually... I wish when, I miss when martial artists became actors instead of actors tried to pretend to be martial artists. Yes. Like I was watching a, a TikTok. It was a clip from a Blade. And it's like Wesley Snipes was a martial artist. And that's why that movie worked. Because it was like they didn't have to cut away from him. Did was, not know that. Yeah, Wesley Snipes is a legit black belt and shit. Like, okay. Him and Joe Rogan were supposed to have a kickboxing fight back in the day. Well, this is the longest priest thing we've ever done, so mm, well. hope you enjoy everybody. We're going to start the podcast shortly. Let's go. But then again, you're going to hear this after, so it's going to be kind of weird because it's going to be in the wrong order, but whatever. Yeah, well, just, just loop it. Oh, you want to do a loop? Why do the podcast and this and the podcast again? No, I mean, the people, they can just loop it themselves. So That's true. Plus editing for me. Yeah, well. Goodbye, everybody. Yeah, see you next week. <laughs>